Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious, a show that is created, gives space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. And I am DT. Man, you sound good over there, man. Man, Richard got Richard the mic. Richard must have got some new, new equipment up in here. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's a joy to be back in the studio. And, man, we have an exciting show today. Indeed. Um, how was your weekend? Well, it was it was good. You know, I went to go see uh, the time. <laughs> Let's see. That's a little bit. Let me time. just say this a little bit before the your time. Talking about the magazine. <laughs> no, the group, man. The time, man. Uh, Morris Day. Okay, that's a oh, we oh, we oh, huh? Go ahead. Oh, 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 we oh, we oh. Yeah, yeah. You don't know okay, about that. Okay, I do. I remember hearing <laughs> in the background when Mom was making me clean up stuff. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I went to go see the time, man. I mean, um, you know, he's a little bit older now, mm-hmm. you know, but he was still, you the, know, the, the yeah. grooving, the, the, ain't grooving like it used to. You know, the mirror was killing me because he always bring out the mirror. Jerome bring out the mirror so he can do his hair, make sure he's <laughs> all right, man. I, the mirror was killing me. I'm like, bro, let me put the mirror away. Let it go, bro. Let it go. <laughs> well, how was your weekend? It was good, man. We launched the uh, the Tim Center this weekend. Okay, uh, great event. Had a bunch of people come out and support the wellness center so absolutely uh, that was a, that was a highlight of my weekend yeah yeah um check it out timcenter.org um one information about that it was a beautiful event community wellness spa sweet so yeah great 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 to uh, be back in the studio man, again today, today we are talking about the title of our show is chicago the violence is a symptom mm-hmm the violence is a symptom. And, you know, we hear so much about um, about uh, Chicago uh, in the news. Uh, and and I, I want to say some, some caveats because, you know, when you hear about Chicago, you hear how terrible it is, um, you know, how there's so much violence. Man, uh, and we're going to get into that. There is an aspect of that. Um, that I think requires our attention. And and we're just not going to talk about it, DT. We're going to offer some solutions. And and folks, if you we posted it on our uh, Facebook page, our Twitter page, uh, we do want you to comment. Matter of fact, this title comes from one of our listeners, Elisa. She brought this uh, title up uh, and said, uh, we need to talk about it. And so, uh, folks, uh, we want to talk about the things that you're interested in. And um, this is a worthy, worthy conversation to have. There is violence in Chicago, but Chicago is also a great city, folks. That's not let's not generalize uh, the violence uh, and demonize because there is a way to talk about Chicago, DT, Mm -hmm. in a very, I think, constructive way. And then there's a way not to talk about Chicago. And that brings us to our segment, 45-ing. Uh-oh, here we go. Down Buckle the road. up your seatbelt, <laughs> baby. We need, man, I thought we was going to get some music for that, Richard. For the 45-ing 40, down. We need some crash. Have we, have, we, have, we, have, we, have we upgraded our wheels yet? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have we changed the tires? There you go. That's do, what we, you do we need an oil change? <laughs> right. I mean, we are 45 and down the road, and who knows where we may end up. Well, we may end up, folks. It is a bumpy ride. But this guy comes out, and he talks about Chicago. He's made Chicago kind of this hot-button issue. And um, listen, folks, the rhetoric won't change anything. I mean, he talked about bringing the feds into what is that? Federal reserves. Mm. I mean, what does he mean by the feds? Right? I mean, like what? Do, feds. Uh, yeah. Who out of feds? Just like you know? supposed to scare people. Right? Elliot Ness was there back in the day. Maybe you know. I'm saying. So who who is he? Who is he talking about? He's going to bring the feds in, and he says that the crime rate is the highest it's been in 47 years. Uh, that is absolutely. I'm going to use this uh, term. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> right? That's absolutely wrong. Matter of fact, it, it you know, the highest it, it, it has ever been was in the 1980s. And really what he's talking to is the increase 
from last year's homicide rate because over the last decade, Chicago's homicide rate has actually been going down. Just last year, that was a spike in homicides in um, in Chicago, and it's on the rise. Uh, this year in the first month, and we're going to get into those statistics. But but listen to this clown. He he said that two people were shot uh, dead in Chicago during the President Obama's speech. Um, it was it was what wrong wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's uh this this you know folks. If we there's one way to talk about serious issues, and this is a serious issue because people are dying on the city streets. Justice Department just released a report about the injustices coming from the police department and how they have mistreated black and brown people, planted evidence on black and brown people. It's out there. You can Google it. Do your own homework. We're not going to get into that. But the reality is there are serious problems. We have to talk about it in a serious way. One mic, one voice. That's what we do. We talk about it in a serious way because you have to be educated. In a balanced way. In a balanced way. You have to be educated educated what's wrong with education dt uh we, it's not happening <laughs> i mean there, there's a lot of there are lots of things happening in education some things that are really great some things that are not so great uh but if if like you're saying to your point of knowledge in general i mean how is she going to know something if you don't take the time to how can understand? you even talk about it right i mean how can you become an expert on a topic as serious as violence in chicago and 45 even couldn't even do a campaign rally in Chicago, right, because of the opposition to him. But somehow this guy is going to solve the problem uh, by increasing, I guess, I, 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 my assumption is he's talking about bringing in the National Guards. How well, much time has uh, 45 spent in Chicago, do you know? On the south side? Yeah. Uh, I bet zero. Okay, <laughs> it's really, yeah. really striking for people to come and talk about what they're going to do for a particular area and never spend any time there. Don't know anything. You know how do you how do you address the issues when you don't know the people, don't know the issues, don't know the problem? And 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 a lot of these issues, as we will get into the show, we will find out that um, they are similar in any minority community. However, in Chicago, they are on an elevated scale. I don't know about you folks, but we have exciting, exciting show, 45-ing down the road. One other thing I say about 45, you know they had that pro pro uh, 45, uh, um, what they call it, rally around pro the country? Pro 45. So well, it was actually pro his name, but we don't say his name, right? So pro 45 rallies. They had one here in Oklahoma mm. just yesterday. and uh, How was it? Did you go? Man, listen. Did you wear uh, your... Huh? Did you wear your red tie and everything? Let, let me say this. I mean, because uh, I know you like to get clean. I don't know if this might have been an occasion let, for you let me or, say or this. what. But. Let, let me say this. Uh, I'm still waiting on. Yeah, I ordered some of his clothing, but it's made overseas. Uh-huh. So I'm still waiting on, you know, it to come from overseas because his clothing's not made here, right? Okay. Uh, make America great again. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but, but but anyway, man, you know, supposedly there were about 200 people out there. Okay. You know, the news said about 500, but I know individuals that went and there was about 200 people there. Uh, it, come on, I mean, <laughs> pro forty five. But I mean, this is in Oklahoma, right? More than two hundred people voted for him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he. But but people, I think I think it's buyer's remorse for a lot of people. And uh, you know, we we we're definitely gonna uh talk about that. Um, not today though, because he's not the focus. Uh, neither should he be the focus ever. But that's beside the point because he sits <laughs> in the seat of Pharaoh. But we will, uh, folks. We got a great show. Uh, man, we ain't we ain't got nothing in here today, man. What happened, man? It was your turn. Was it? Wow, it was your turn. Was it? It was. It was your turn. I mean, I kind of feel like Richard is somewhat responsible as no. well. Nah, it was your turn, bro. Can't can't blame it on Richard this time. It Richard, was your. I mean, help me not, out. Hold, hold, hold on, hold I mean, on. Just don't no, leave me it, hanging. It's, it's not your turn. It was your turn. Your turn. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Folks, listen, hang in there. We're going to be right back.
What's up, guys? I am Leah Marie, owner of The Selfie Gods. Make sure you head over to our website, www.theselfiegods.com, and order your very own selfie moon. Uh, if you need that good lighting whenever you out in the club or you out hanging out with your friends and you need some more light for your selfies, uh, that's definitely what you want to get, The Selfie Moon. This is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-work, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackinstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you, and remember, to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness. Welcome back to the One Mic, One Voice show. Hope you're tuning in, folks. We got a great show today. We are fired up in the studio. We are talking about the violence in Chicago, but the violence, folks, is only a symptom. And we have some audio coming to you right now. It's a little long. It's about 14 minutes. But we talked about how important it is to be educated about this topic. Hearing right from the, from the source. Exactly. We, we, we're going to bring this BBC report to you. Listen. We're going to talk about it. Hang in there, folks. It's not about intellectual laziness. This is about being engaged. If you want to know what's going on in Chicago, folks, you are, guess what? You're with the right people today. Let's roll the tape. The biggest entertainers in the industry. Look at the skyline. It's beautiful. You think about how beautiful their talent was, but then you realize where you at. When I'm, when I'm passing through certain neighborhoods, if it's already a heightened alert of violence in that neighborhood and it's tension, you got to hurry up and get to, from point A to point B. You can't be just, we call it lacking, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be cruising through no neighborhood that's in war with each other, you know what I'm saying? Because nine times out of ten, they probably don't recognize the car you in at the time, and they can mistake you as a shooter from a, a, one of their rival gangs, and they'll open fire on you. Chicago hasn't had a day without a shooting or homicide since February last year. The hometown paper's been tracking every death. Most victims are young black men, often from a handful of neighborhoods. Many of the killers, too. Four and a half thousand Americans were killed in Iraq, this many in Afghanistan. More have been killed in Chicago since 2001 than in both wars combined. Do what was our guide to the parts of the city few outsiders get to see. But in Chicago, you gotta be ready, man. Like, I don't know how to reiterate that. Like, ain't no second chances, man. When we turn these alleys right here, you gonna already see the shorties on top of the cars. They know the cars. You gotta come through here slow. You can't come speeding up through our block there, shoot. And I'm talking about all of them in high school, you know what I mean? Like. This for real, that's how they protect themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, we out here for real. Uh -huh. Ain't no plan out here on GG. You gotta keep them for real. Yeah, we out here. Uh, so, where have we come now? Alright, we're on the way to go see my artist, uh, GGE Nooski. And um, we like on the south suburbs of Chicago. He's basically restrained to the house because he's on house arrest. Right, okay. In terms of the danger, Danger. It's dangerous. It's real dangerous. You got people on this block and tour with the people on the next block. It's right around the corner. You can't even go under the white lock. You can't even go around the corner because you want to tour with these people around the corner. It's, it's, it's a place full of madness. Nuski's on house arrest, accused of carrying illegal guns, a charge he denies. My dream is to make it. I want to be a rapper. Just make it. Feed my family. That's all I'm focused on right now. Feed my family. Feed the ones who was loyal to me. People not loyal here no more. You know, if you look at the percentage of people who are killed in America by guns, the vast majority are young black men. 
Definitely. I mean, growing up with us, it was more about uh, hustling and trying to get money. Um, the younger generation now, um, not so focused on money. They're more focused on violence, killing, and you know what I'm saying, all the uh, internet, social media, uh, wars, violence, and all that. You know, and then it just spills out into the streets, you know, and, um, and all day long they ride around trying to find somebody to shoot. Is everything different now? You know what I'm saying? And it all started from the way they just took all the gang leaders out the, out the hoods. You know what I'm saying? It changed everything. Duop took us to meet Bodil, a rapper from the west side, the most dangerous part of the city. Like Duop, his music is drill. Hardcore hip-hop native to Chicago that reflects a life of poverty, drugs, and violence. The past few months, I done seen more people close to me and more people that I know that's been shot and killed than I have ever. And everyone's got a gun. Everybody got a gun. I don't know, listen, I never seen so many guns. Like, we had a lot of guns, but I never seen so many guns like now, ever. And it's, girls, like, it's like they the dropped. It's like they dropped off, like, Somebody dropped off crates of guns in everybody's hood. Like, it's like, it seemed like it was designed for a lose. Like, somebody putting all these guns here. Well, you got little kids and everybody, everybody got guns. And they don't got just little 22s. And when we was coming, it was 22s, 25s, 38s. And they got big guns and 30 shot clips. I think that a lot of guys need to die in order to make it, make it better. I think some of these need to get killed and knocked off to get them out the way, make it a better place because some of them. Okay, so we've been stood here for like five minutes. I've seen two police cars, one ambulance kind of go by. Yeah, I mean, it ain't safe over here at all. All you can do is pray. All you can do is pray and try to live right because life is short and your life can end like that. So all you can do is try and help as many people as you can while you're here Tell the people that I tell all my brothers, all my family, I love you. I love you. I love you because you never know when it's the last time that you're going to see him. All right, man. All right, look. Y'all ready? Hello? Hey, Duo. Yeah. Um, uh, that was good. What What just happened? Why did we have to leave so quickly? Because they in war around us. The, the, the two gangs that's around us, they in beef. That's why so many people get shot in that area. And somebody just got shot like a couple blocks up. He he told me to hurry up and get y'all, you know what I'm saying, on the expressway because it, it wasn't safe over there. So it wasn't safe for us to stay? Yeah, it wasn't safe for us to stay because somebody could have just pulled up on us and did a drive-by. I traveled the world, man. Like, I didn't lived in Europe. I didn't been in the military. I didn't been to Iraq. I, I traveled the world, man. I didn't seen a lot. I view it as like a third world country, man. Like, this, this place not normal here. And we understand that. That's the crazy part. Sometimes it does look normal. But this party on Duop's block is to remember his best friend, who was gunned down nearby. It's, it's a thing that the police authority don't like exactly what we do or the way we live. We actually don't like the way that we live. But when you're pushed into a way of life, when, you, when you're forced into a way of life, how else can you live? The house behind is where Duop grew up. Duop's come back here to film his new video. Today it's abandoned, used by drug addicts. Like, even though we love the hood, it, outside looking in, it look like we glorify the hood. We want to be out of the hood, though. That's why we work so hard at showing our potential, because we want to leave this place, man, for good. Yeah! Yeah, in my neighborhood, they start young, man. And it's like, when you read the news headlines, that's the age frame, they all dying there from gun violence. So we got to teach the kids how to defend themselves. It's senseless, it's senseless violence at the end of the day, but it's like, what do you do when you're caught in that moment? You know, you rather, you, rather, you rather be caught with protection than without protection. The young people doing the killing right now. The 16 year olds, 15 year olds 
He's going to kill it right now, you know what I'm saying? Z-Money's one of the younger rappers in the city, also on the west side. He's recently out of jail for violating probation. This is one of the worst areas right here in the, in the neighborhood. He's just in the police station right here. You know what I'm saying? So that don't mean nothing. Ain't no guidance out here. That's the problem. That's why I ain't like back in the day. Ain't no guidance out here. So it's like every man for themselves. Right. No See, back talking. in the day, you mean everybody need that gun. Because it was guidance. You knew not to go over there because this person right here was going to get on your Now, it's, it's every man for himself. You better get your gun so you get a shot. And that, and, that, and that shot might be, because we all know, man, come from this, you either going to sell drugs, you going to rob them, you going to get your bogus job, paying you $8 an hour, then you're going to have to go sell some drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just all is a maze to you to get right back on the block and sell some drugs. You can't really come outside at night. When I, my granddaughter come outside, I have to come outside with her. When I walk back in the house, she's right behind me going back in the house with me. So. Because of what? What are you worried about? We don't know what's gonna, who's gonna come up, come down here shooting. Man, I come through doing all this shooting, man. The shots is baby up stomach, man. Her fear is real. This is what happened to one little girl this summer, six-year-old Takara. Breaking news update on the six-year-old girl shot while playing outside her home as she fights for her life. A plea for witnesses to come no. forward. No! I didn't even know that my daughter was shot. They steady shooting through the window and everything. So when my daughter ran, we all ran in the house. My daughter said, Mom, my stomach hurt. So I asked my brother, I'm like, did my daughter get shot? He was like, no. And me as a mother, I checked her anyway. And there, when I raised up her shirt, there was her intestine gushing out of her stomach. How common is it that the, the shooting around here? Every day. Every day? Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. I am so scared for my kids. I tell you the truth, I'm really scared for my kids. You see this right above my head could have been shot. That little money you know right there. Yeah. I really, really need to relocate. I can't just sit here and live in fear like this. It's terrible. Hey, baby. To be honest, I got a son that's seven and I got a daughter that's four. And I haven't taught neither one of them how to ride a bike yet because it's just the environment they live in is not safe. I love you. I love you. Oh, I love you more. <laughs> my biggest fear is involving my children is them being caught up in, in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Um, those shots fired at her, Chantal, and this one just coming in. Chicago's had more killing than L.A. and New York combined this year. The city looks set for another year of record killing. The Chicago PD ignored our request for an interview. I'm just trying to change the cycle, you know, and it's hard when, when you don't really have help, you know what I'm saying? Like, and in a way, it's like, It's like we put in a weird position, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> hey, hold on, I'll cut real quick. All they, all they want to do is just get out of here, man. We only doing this to get out. It's crazy, man. Just to go to the beach, we gotta have guns with us, man. Like, this shit ain't normal, man. I'm forced to do this shit everywhere I can go, man. Like, this, this don't end. You know what I'm saying? This is a never-ending cycle, man. Ain't no way out of this shit. You know what I'm saying? It make you paranoid if you up, man. Yeah. And that's why we do so many drugs, because we just trying to cope with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Takes the pain away. We human, man. Like, we, we just human. I lost my pops when I was seven, had to man up. He introduced me to the hustle, told me ban up. I got my grams up, the youngest of my mama kids. I bagged it up, but never tried. Wow. Man. Ah. Yeah. Wow, man. I, you know what, man? I'm on. I'm on. I, it don't get no raw than that. No, I'm to take a break, Mike. <laughs> I'm 
I'm fighting back tears right now, man. It's serious. Seriously, man. I mean, this is and you know what? When 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 I when I looked at trying to do this show, man, there's only one time that I broke down in this studio. That's when you asked me about Milwaukee. Remember that? When I think about this, man, man, I grew up in this area, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I I I feel the pain, man. I I know the um I know the man the hopelessness, mm-hmm. man. I used to say to myself, am I ever going to get out of here? Mm-hmm. This is my lot in life, man. I understand what's going on in Chicago, in Milwaukee, Baltimore, Ferguson. Man, it is oh, Ah. And that brother was very articulate, a veteran, been all around the world. And he back in his neighborhood and the violence that he's dealing with. Like he said, man, I can't I shouldn't have to take a gun to the beach. But if I don't have one, how I'm going to defend myself? You can't teach his kids how to ride their bikes. The neighborhood not safe enough, man. And what do we do, DT? And this is what we're going to talk about as we go on in the show. But we want to analyze this video, folks. And and we really want you to pipe in on this and uh, help us with this conversation. But um, these are real people. These are human beings, right, with aspirations. Like the lady said, I got to get out of here. I got to relocate. I can't, I can't live in fear. When we sit back and we use rhetoric that 45 uses or we demonize them, or they don't care about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just killing themselves. They pull they they this. It's sick, brother. It's sick. Just okay. some things that, that stuck out to me, man. And uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit. We can fight back the tears because it's serious. I mean, this is, this is what we're talking about. People are living like this, man. I mean, you can go to your nice home and your nice, you know, your nice subdivision, a division, whatever you call it down here. And and you can go to your nice little cocktail parties and this and the other thing. But realize people are living like this. And more violence will never solve this. Sending in federal troops will never solve this. A day, not a day without a shooting, DT. (laughs) In a whole year. Not a day without a shooting, right? Okay, more more people have died than in Afghanistan, in Iraq, New York, L.A. More people have been gunned down in Chicago. Combined. Combined. Man, man, if, if that don't make you shudder, these are what? These, what about the little girl, man? These are children. The guy said that, you know, most of the kids are high school age, uh, walking around carrying pistols, carrying automatic weapons, uh, stuff that is exclusive, not stuff that you can just get, you know, anywhere. What I know is that there aren't any gun shops in Chicago, correct? No, they're right outside. Outside of the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they're they right outside um of uh there's 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 gun there's a lot bunch of gun shows i mean you bring up a good point most of the guns because illinois has one of some of the strictest gun mm-hmm. uh control laws and that's what people criticize well they have so so many gun control la- the major guns come in from indiana wisconsin michigan places like that that's where the guns are coming in from as he said man crates of guns yeah. I also read an article about a, a, another guy who said something about, you know, somebody dropping crates of guns off. And he went uh, to other places outside of Chicago mm-hmm. and was looking for, you know, certain guns. And they mm-hmm. looked at him crazy like, yeah. what do you know about that? That's a, yeah. that's a modification gun. That's a specialized gun. Yeah. Yeah. And these were normal things that he's seen growing up mm-hmm. as a kid holding guns that are, um, you know, high powered and probably shouldn't be in the hands of little children. Yeah. Yeah, there are there are a couple of gun manufacturers or I should say gun stores that are in the suburbs that are supplying like in in all the murders, man. You know, you can you can Google it. These these there's lawsuits. They're being sued by by um, by organizations in in the inner core Mm -hmm. because many of the guns are found 
that have come exactly from these gun stores that are found in murders in Chicago, right? They're on they're in the suburbs. So the suburbs are making money. They're getting tax revenues by selling guns that are being used in murders in Chicago's inner city. Elisa says this. Oh, my God, that made me cry, yet it pissed me off at the same time. I'm on the outside looking in, and it upsets me to no end. We agree with you. I'm going to be honest with you. 100%. Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, potential. Uh, These guys talked about uh, being able to rap and do some other stuff to be able to make it out of there. They said, uh, (laughs) we want to get out of here. We do this so we can feed our family. Mm -hmm. But- you know, even even understanding who they are, we talk about education, we talk about unemployment, we talk about poverty. Yeah. Even your potential coming from this area is still linked to a destruction. Yeah. I mean, you hear the lyrics, they, they're saying, you know, it's not Gangster. like we're trying to glorify being in the hood, but man, this is all we got. Gangster. I mean, where do we turn if, if this is our only option? I only see myself as a rapper. Mm-hmm. I only see myself as somebody who can do this to make money. I mean, yeah. and it's still, at the end of the day, the content is destruction. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, you, you're exactly right. Uh, because the it, guy it, said, you know, there's there's a circle that goes in uh, that that links you back to selling drugs. At the end mm-hmm, of the day, you mm-hmm. know, you're either going to sell drugs, you're going to find you a job that doesn't pay you much money, you'll find yourself in a financial situation where you're not making ends meet, and you mm-hmm. have to turn back to the streets, yeah, to sell drugs or to you know do something crazy, rob somebody to provide for your family. He called it a maze, mm. right? This maze. I mean, um, yeah, it's uh, going back to the fact of the young folks, 15, 16 year olds. Back in the day, you know, there, there, there's, there was a concerted Leadership. effort. There was concerted effort uh, by the uh, Chicago PD and the FBI uh, in the 80s to remove the top um the, the top leaders of the uh, gangst, gangster disciples, mm-hmm. vice lords, and so forth, Latin kings. And they were very successful. They put all of them in prison. But what that happened, that left a vacuum mm. of no leadership, right? It's like when a child loses his father, right? Absolutely. And so you have all these young kids now have access to all these weapons. Back in the day, it was about making money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was about the drug game, but it's about making money. Now it's about violence. You heard what he said. They riding around looking who they can yeah. kill. Yeah. Who I can shoot, right? Because you think about it. you yourself, man, being a counselor and understanding psychology and so forth. The young mind does not understand how deep it is, how serious it is to take a life, mm-hmm. right? The ramifications of that. 15, 16-year-olds, they don't understand the depths of that. You know, especially when that's glorified. And we can get back to the reality of acceptance. You reject it not only, listen, by your family, mm-hmm. by your community, by your nation. But here's a group of people that said, no, we accept you for who you are. Right. Who doesn't want acceptance? Who doesn't want to feel part of something, regardless if it is violent? Regardless of if it is detrimental to the community, you are part of something. And for them, some of this is all they have. The guy, that guy mentioned um, being able to tell everybody around him they did love them. Mm. Um, Better do it quick. Because you never know. You never know what's, what the next day going to hold. We may be here, we may not, but hey, bro, I love you. Do it quick. I've been thinking about uh, when, when black folks embrace each other you know that handshake slash half hug that's like a man i'm glad to see you man i mean hey yeah we might have not made it out here no doubt but that's just a form of of affection a form of love that they have made uh, normal i guess to uh show that toward one another can i speak to my oklahoma city folks for a moment talk to them don't talk to me about the inner city (laughs) don't talk to me about the northeast being a hood it's gangster okay you, the, the, what we just what we just listened to is a ghetto, is a hood, is a survival of the fittest. Where you don't know if tomorrow or tonight you're still gonna be alive. Don't don't even run that down to me anymore about the Northeast being a hood. We got challenges, but it ain't it ain't no Chicago. 
I can tell you that right now. Everybody's got a, got a gun, is what he said. And folks, listen, we don't like how we live. We don't like <laughs> how we live. We're not loving this. But we are pushed and forced into it. And I want to say to you, if you want to go back to our podcast, Who Created the Ghetto, you need to go back to that because that talks about how this came to be. How this came to be. Uh, folks, listen, uh, we're going to get deeper into this thing. Violence is only a symptom. Violence is only a symptom. Folks, hang in there. We will be right back. This is Josh K. And I am Leah Marie. And when we listen to podcasts, we always listen to One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice Your choice This is Roxy Davis. And this is Deborah Burris. And we are the Roxy by Design Show. Our show is designed to bring healing as we share our stories while God redesigns our lives. So take a ride with us. So you can find us at Podbean, iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and blackinstudios.com. So thank you everyone for listening to the Roxy by Design Show. You have a blessed day. And we love you. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I want to get into uh, this thing called poverty because we know poverty is 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 clearly, you know, this this direct link with racism. Blacks and Latino comprise 50 percent of the incarcerated population, yet only 30 percent of the U.S. population. I mean, that's 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 kind of crazy. A report documenting the race of incarceration for whites, African-Americans, Hispanics in the Illinois prison system notes that over half of this prison population is black. Mm. For every 100,000 people in the state, 1,533 black people are in prison as compared to, get this, folks. Oh, my God. Let me repeat that. 1,533 black people are in prison as compared to 174 white people and 282 Hispanic people. And being black uh, up your likelihood, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's an amazing statistic. You know, they, uh, they say the consequences of incarceration affect, affect entire communities. In the video, he talked about how, you know, even though, though they brought down the big um, figureheads, it, it had an effect on the community because they lost their leadership. Mm. Uh, just like in families where you lose your father to incarceration, or you lose somebody prominent in the family who helped that household sustain itself. Uh, all those things break down once, you know, that person is missing, once these pieces are not in place anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, former prisoners are restricted in terms of employment, uh, making pennies a day. Uh, their families are disrupted. House come, house come, Housing becomes unstable. They become disenfranchised and the stigmas persist. Mm. Meaning what? And, then, and on the other side, it's like now there is some, um, some fake credibility, right? Mm for representing yourself in that way. And that system yeah. carry yourself on yeah. throughout the bloodline, throughout the mm. family, throughout mm. the people who come up under that. Mm. Mm. Badge of honor. <laughs> right. Right. Poverty and crime have a very intimate relationship. Mm. Hand in hand. <laughs> they coupled. <laughs> a, couple. <laughs> a loving couple. This is known by sociologists and, and economics. I mean, unemployment, poverty, and crime are deeply associated dt mm -hmm. you can't you cannot you you cannot talk about poverty 
without having a crime conversation. You can't talk about crime without talking about unemployment. They are all related. Can't have fun without the other. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we keep statistics on just about anything. And it, it's funny that it took us so long to t- kind of get a hold on these cycles and these things that are happening statistically across the country. It says, you know, starting in the 1970s, studies in the U.S. pointed more and more at the link between unemployment poverty and crime after the other connections with income level time spent at school quality of neighborhood and education were revealed as well um mm. how long you think they known about the stock market for who years right exactly i mean how long you think it take them to find out how much money walmart's been making for the past 10 20 years mm. Mm. quick yes but when yes. it comes to things that are that are detrimental that are actually hurting mm-hmm. our communities we're kind of slow on the statistics with that in regard to how we don't care exactly i mean that's 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 the bottom line we don't care in chicago what we are looking at is high unemployment mm-hmm. we're looking at poverty which breeds crime right and that we we can't overlook the geographical nature of all of this you know, what it says is this reveals the unmistakable connection between poverty and crime is that they are both geographically concentrated. Just like in Chicago, we, we, we narrowed down the two major uh, cities where crime is happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where crime is happening on the west side. When we talk about uh, we talk about Austin. Right. And on the south side, when we talk about Englewood, I mean, these statistics, D.T., I just from last year, November thirtieth. Well, really, uh, last from 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 November thirtieth to December thirtieth, we're talking one month, right? Mm-hmm. Violent crimes one hundred and sixty three in Austin, in Austin, right? Property crimes three hundred and sixteen, quality of life crimes two hundred and forty five. What does Englewood look like? Englewood uh, violent crime sixty one. Property crimes, 102. Quality of life crimes, 63. Mm. Wow. And listen, listen to this, folks. From January 1, 2017, present, we've had already 103 homicides. Mm. Last year in Chicago, a total one a of day. one a day. Well, it was more than that because the total was 785 for all of last year. All of last year, 785. At the same time, social sure. services were being cut down by the Governor Quinn in, uh, in, in Springfield. And, and that's what's so sad. That's what's so sad about Stripped the, the resources. Be, be, <laughs> Who wants to go in there? I mean, who's, 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 who's about it, about it enough? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, but we, but DT, what we're talking about here is is you 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 can't increase police presence. That's not going to solve it, mm. right? We have high unemployment. We have, and we're going to talk about education here in a minute. The educational crisis that we have. You have you have poverty. You have a geographical space, mm-hmm. right, that has been flooded with weapons. Deadly weapons. Gave them the guns. And we say, man, why are they killing them? Say? <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's laughable, mm-hmm. right? Because the outcome, I can take any group of people. I don't care, black, white, Asian, Latin. Let me take away all your economic resources. Let me give you poor education, right? Let, me, let, me, let it be poverty there, right? What else do you have, right? You have a recipe for disaster. Folks, listen, we're going to get, we're going a little deeper. DT, you feel all right? I'm all right. Oh, man, we're going a little deeper. You understand Chicago, (laughs) folks. We are in Chicago. It almost looked like Chirac in here. I should have wore my hat today. I didn't, why didn't I wear my Chirac hat, man? Probably uh, Richard's been telling you you look too casual. That's what he said, yeah. man. Can you believe that? The brother I said. I cannot believe it. Yeah, he was I like, mean, like he's not used to seeing you tuxedo every day type I, deal. I'm you know? like, man. <laughs> I th- you know, I thought he was joking at first. Like he, you don't walk around looking like 007 on a daily basis. But he had that serious look on his face. I was like, man. He's like, nah, man, you real casual. I'm like, well, okay, that's too. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. You too casual. I was like, really? 
Oh, okay, like so I had, to, I, had to, I had to step up my game. You know, he said DT look good all the time. <laughs> but listen, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is DT of the One Mic, One Voice podcast. I just want to let you guys know you can go to iTunes and search us at One Mic, One Voice and be sure to rate and review our episodes. Let us know about any feedback that you have and what you enjoy about the episodes. Also, you can go over to Stitcher where you can get the latest and freshest episodes of our podcast streamed directly to your smartphone or iPad. No downloading or syncing. How cool. Real smooth. Also, we just like to take the time to thank you for your time and for your energy and for spending time with us as we discuss the historical record of our time. This is Koresh Ali, Lansana, poet, author, educator, and Oklahoma. And when I listen to podcasts, I'm on that one mic, one voice joint. Welcome back. Hey, listen, there is some there. there, there when we talk about these things of poverty, unemployment, uh, crime, there are some initiatives in Chicago that are, are making a difference. And, folks, we're talking mainly really about young people, young people killing young people, black on black crime. We've done an episode about that. Check it out. Go back. I don't know which one it was. We got 71 now. <laughs> so you have to go look back in the catalog, right, in the archive. The archive right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Listen to this, this initiative that is happening in Chicago right now. Career's internship program. The difference between a job and a career. And oddly enough, all these young men who are actually looking for jobs, they understand the difference between a job and a career. They know that a career offers them stability, growth, advancement, a chance to be somebody in life. Um, the problem is they don't know how to start one. And what we talk about in the MCIP program is not about getting a job, but getting a career. I think the most important thing about the MCIP program is that not only do the young adults learn about manufacturing, they also learn about themselves. They learn how to do a job interview, learn how to shake hands, how to ask questions. Uh, They learn how to deal with adults. That's a big issue sometimes. I think probably the most important thing is that we also teach them soft skills. We've talked to a number of employers, and they feel that soft skills are the biggest problem facing young adults. Uh, skills such as having the right attitude, the importance of showing up every day, uh, accountability. This program actually was created in 2011 by Business and Career Services, and Al Shalise, who is the executive director, was able to take funding for this program. It's a pilot program. Quite frankly, we didn't know if it was going to work or not. It's been worked so fantastically We've been asked to repeat this program all throughout the Chicagoland area. For a lot of these young adults, this is a, it's a major cultural change from being an unemployed teenager on the street hanging with their friends to an employed adult. And sometimes they get so far and they fall back um, and they kind of regress a little bit. This has happened on occasion. When it does happen, we work with them. We find them, we talk to them through their counselors. One thing we found is that these, these kids are raw materials. They're, they want to learn, they're motivated to learn. One thing we found is that the four week long boot camp helps weed out the ones who are motivated and the ones who are not motivated. So by the time they go through the four week boot camp, they learn soft skills, they learn the value of uh, what a manufacturing looks like, they learn how to do a resume, we give OSHA certification lift truck certification, uh, but probably most importantly, they understand that we're here to help them. You know, there are some positive things happening, and not only in Chicago, but around the country, and we need to invest. We, we said we're going to talk about the problems, right? Crime, poverty, unemployment, education, right? Um, we're talking about solutions, right, DT? Uh, having programs, programs that, as he's talked about, teaching soft skills, not just a job or mm-hmm. career. Let me lay something on you right quick. Lay it on me. I'm a young black boy growing up in the inner city, right? My parents are working. Uh, my dad, 
uh, is working. Moms is working. Um, pops uh, pass away. Mom passed away. And they in debt. Right. So I'm a young black boy, right? And uh, I see my parents not only struggle throughout the years to, to pay the electric bill, put food on the table. What does that send to me? Uh, should I should I sell drugs? Or I can set my own hours and I can walk away with a few grand a day. Or should I go to a nine to five where the message is sent to me that you can work all your damn life and die in debt? You see, the traditional job doesn't appeal to them. Mm -hmm. Chicago was a huge manufacturing um, city, along with Milwaukee. When manufacturing, when the steel mills left, when, when all of the, the, the different industries left, there was no jobs, right? We had the, the Great Migration in the 1910 when blacks came from the South looking for opportunity. They ran into racism. They ran into uh, really this redlining that we talked about, if you want to look at who created the ghetto. And so what you see here is this, as the brother talked about, this cycle, right, that the choices that we have our young people, we're forcing our young people to make, mm -hmm. right? Here is a program that's a solution, a program that not only teaches them skills, but Talk a little bit about that sociological level in which young people need to be reached at. Uh, he talked about something very important is uh, the soft skills, uh, having a good attitude, being able to interact with adults, uh, being able to come to work every day, uh, and also having a sense of accountability. These are things that are not uh, taught to you. Uh, you kind of, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of, um, you know, things that you just learn through experience, you mm -hmm. know, being able to have the right people also in your life who can kind of guide you through some of these things. But mentors. <clears throat> exactly. Mentors. Who, who are they mentors? Uh, doesn't seem like they have very many. They Pookie. talked about the They talked about the leadership Pookie, falling out Pookie of the hood. Pookie gangbanging. Yeah. EB47. He gangbanging. them right? dubs. That's what I want. <laughs> Give me a pair of 20-inch rims. <laughs> Ain't trying to be no lawyer. Give me <laughs> right. no doctor. Right. Right. 15-inch speakers in my trunk. <laughs> right, right. But, no, I mean, it's, it's very important that, um, you know, because education has, has, has failed us so miserably, you know, that the kids aren't getting half of what they really need to deal with society once they leave the school. So at the end of the day, the, the programs like this who are, who are giving just an inklet of hope to mm -hmm. the hopeless, mm -hmm. uh, being able to have a structure in place that helps to empower them to feel like they can do something. I see... Uh, this problem as an identity issue, mm. uh, not having a sense of self to say, you know, well, this is who I am. This is how I see myself in this space. This is how I kind of am going to navigate the, the circumstances mm -hmm. when I don't even feel like I fit. You know, that's going to yeah. be a problem. Yeah. Uh, so this 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 program has provided uh, a solution to that problem where mm -hmm. kids can come and um, experiment and find yeah. out what it is they can do. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a great start. Yeah. DT, let's look at it like this, and you're exactly right. Unemployment, if you bring jobs and opportunity, give me saw, something to do. You saw poverty. I, and I'm, Put a little let, money let, in my let, pocket. Let me, let, me, let me back up here. Okay. A living wage, okay? Don't give me a job that doesn't allow for me to put food on my table or take care of my family. I need a living wage. There's a difference, right? Minimum wage to with it living wage right there's a difference so if i solve the unemployment i solve the poverty and if i'm at work i can't be gang banging oh you, 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 if, <laughs> if, if i'm working 40 hours a week mm -hmm. sometimes 60 hours a week i can't be gang well no, bro, you know, i'm gonna get off work i'm gonna go gang banging yeah, yeah, i'm gonna pick get up my a gun. week you have a weekend <laughs> shift or something no, no. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean on the weekends. My the mind. thing about it, you know, opportunity, employment solves poverty and crime. What, what, what do we say? When you think about it, man, 70 percent 
Uh, we're gonna get into this education. Let's matter of fact, let's 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 segue into education, right? Into education. Let's talk about education for a minute. In Chicago public school system. So folks, we said unemployment will solve. If you get in people employed, give them opportunity, you will solve the poverty issue. Mm-hmm. Give them a living wage and you will solve the crime. If I'm working, I can't kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, maybe yeah. I can kill you at work. But you know that's a whole nother thing. That's that's mm-hmm. that's like uh, organizational problems right there. Like I, right? I can put a roof over my head. <laughs> I can put food on the table. Oh, absolutely, I'm all right. Absolutely. I ain't even thinking about. It. I ain't even thinking I'm about watching it. the Cosby's. Exactly. I don't know about the Cosby's. Uh, man. Bill I mean, did some stuff, man, yeah, to the women. We can edit that out. We can, <laughs> we can edit that out. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Martin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Martin. Uh, okay, uh, another comment from uh, Lisa says, uh, uh, why do we need a program where is the teaching for these children at the beginning, kindergarten to high school? Who is running that city that kids have to join a program to learn? Well, we're going to talk about that right now. That's a great question. Let's talk about education. Well, first of all, we, you know, we can back up here for a minute and talk about the breakdown of the family. And I don't want to put everything on the family, but when you have – uh, the majority single mother households, uh, fathers not taking care of their business, fathers locked down in prison. Uh, a, a, a boy, a man child needs to be raised by a man. I understand a lot of women going to get mad at me when I say that. Uh, but it's real. A boy needs his father just like a girl needs her mother. And what I'm going to say here, the absence of that, a, a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. I can't teach my daughter how to be a woman. Okay? I'm just going to keep it real. A man child needs to be raised by a man. You can hey, you can email me, you can do whatever. We can argue this. We will argue this until we go to the grave. <laughs> a man, a man child needs to be raised by a man that understands what it means to be a man, right? Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Chicago population 381,000 349 students Mm -hmm. economically disadvantaged 80 percent wow that's that's not not making a living wage that's not making a living wage 80 percent of that's a little opportunity huh public schools children are economically disadvantaged on the iep percent Almost 14% on IEP. 14% need some sort of extra. I would think it would be more than that with 80% having economic disadvantage. You would think. Uh, So let's talk about the makeup, DT. The largest percentage in Chicago public schools is Hispanics at 46.5, blacks 37.7, whites 9.9. 70% of urban public school students live in Poverty. Not only are eighty percent of them economically disadvantaged, seventy percent of them live in abject poverty. Right? That means they don't have food in their house. Uh so 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 let's back up here for a minute, okay? Um largest group is similar to Oklahoma City, is Hispanic, right? Next largest group is black folk. Now I've been saying this for the longest. This is a conversation that lawmakers don't want to have. Why don't we why are we cutting resources to public schools? Matter of fact, I could say we could probably look around the country and see a similar trend with black and brown kids mm-hmm. being the majority. Why are we cutting uh funding to public schools? Why? Because the majority, and I'm gonna say it here on one mic, you can get mad at it if you want to, the majority of students are black and brown. We don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Don't care about them. White kids are in private schools. White kids are in 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 some of the most uh, we would say affluent schools. Period. Um, I mean, we see that with them making up nine point nine percent of the student population. Thank you. Uh, not those forty six percent who who I mean the thirty seven percent who have been backed into a situation or into a corner or into a place where they can't see themselves out of it. Lawmakers, weak lawmakers that want to think that this is some sort of fiscal issue. This is a race issue. The reason why it's easy to cut funding to black and brown and the statistics DT, the statistics tell us that if you don't have an education, 
you are going to be poor. Your chances to go to jail have increased exponentially. Why would we not put the resources where the problem is? Jails make money. Okay. I mean, my gosh, go. they are on the stock market for goodness. So. There you go. There you go. There you go. Private prisons where black and brown bodies have become revenue streams. Folks, it is serious. When we look at what's going on in Chicago, what's going on around this country, it is serious. Let's talk about the employees. 33% of employees in Chicago public schools are black. 35.9% are white. So whites make up the most, the majority. Although Hispanics make up the majority of students, whites make up the most in employment. Hispanics, 24%. Get this. But they do have 43% black principles. Because you have to have a, a face, right? See, I wasn't going to say that, but you said it, though. I, I, I wasn't going to say it. This is the one Mike from Voice Show. I mean, we ain't, you, you, you we ain't here to be faking and shaking it. Mike, <laughs> say what it say what it is. So the face is black. The face is black. Right, right. Thirty six point two percent. Might point the point the finger at our white principles. The face. We got black principles in charge, but yet and still, listen, folks. Forty three point seven percent black principles. However, the largest population of employees are white. Okay, uh, black teachers. Twenty two percent. That's pretty, you know, I mean, you won't find that in Oklahoma City and other places. You got 22% of black teachers. However, white teachers make up 50%. So you still see a majority. If Look, look, hold on for a second, man. You talking almost here, uh, you know, I did uh, do my. Uh, Cat over doing a calculus. Yeah, yeah I, I did uh, do for, my. Formula. Uh, no, 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 let me just say this, though, bro. I did, uh, you know, pass my arithmetic. <laughs> and uh, you, 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 you know, back in the day, we had arithmetic. So that's almost eighty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's almost eighty-seven percent. Wow! Right? Or eighty-three percent? Right? Of of minority majority in the school system, but yet and still, the majority of employees. Mike, that's a and long equation over there. You got and those. <laughs> Wow. And th- and those in charge are white, mm-hmm. right? So yet and still, I walk through a school system where I don't see the majority of people that look, look like, like me, mm-hmm. although I make up the majority. It's another problem. That's another problem. Okay. So the education mm-hmm. system in Illinois is like most places, jacked. And we do have Bessie DeVos, uh, the new mm-hmm. Uh, Secretary of Education, uh, Secretary of Hysteria, uh, in the uh, wherever her office is. Uh, she spelled Dr. W. E. Du Bois' name wrong. I shouldn't be shocked oh, on that. Wow. But uh, that's as a sidebar. <laughs> as as a sidebar. But so okay, we're gonna wind Probably this thing down. <laughs> Messed it up. Yeah, autocorrect. <laughs> so education is key, folks. We have to improve education. If we want to solve the violence, not only in Chicago, but across this country. Remember the key, even beyond that, even beyond education. Education is a generation coming up. Even beyond that, unemployment will solve the poverty with a living wage and also will reduce the crime. I don't know, man. It's... um. And, and and what I will say, DT, we just tapped the surface of yeah. what's going on in Chicago. But guess what? We're going into the after party. Oh, yeah. We're going, <laughs> we going into the after party for our Patreon customers. We want you to hang with us. Uh, we're going to go deeper into Chicago. Uh, it might Because we did, man. I think, Richard, you got to do a lot of, like, bleeping on this episode, you know. But you don't have to bleep at the after party, though. Nah, nah. That's like... You know, every man for him. <laughs> Parental advisor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But it's a serious problem every day. That means today, DT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody's going to be shot. Somebody's going to be shot. Somebody's going to be shot. And, uh, folks, I want you to take that as you sit down, wherever you may be. You're, 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 you might be in a very affluent community and a comfy couch or, 
you might be he's sitting on the golden bath. You, you, uh, yeah, you might be like uh, forty-five. You know, uh, sipping the finest of wine. Yeah, you might uh, be doing that, or or you might be uh, in one of these situations mm-hmm. where you fear for your life mm-hmm. and you can't go outside. But what I want to say that the struggle is real, and it requires all of us to continue to fight, to continue to be engaged, mm-hmm. because history will speak of us somewhere in the distant future. Scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or will she find that we solved nothing and remained a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. You can change the world. It's your choice. We can make a difference if we try. We can be the change that's in our life. All we gotta do is work together. We gotta raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by Blacken Studios. To learn more about Blacken Studios, please visit them at blackenstudios.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Blacken Studios. Today's broadcast is also being brought to you by Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. To learn more about Perry Publishing and Broadcasting, please visit their website at perrypublishingandbroadcasting.net. The opinions of the One Might One Voice show do not reflect the views of Blacken Studios or Perry Publishing and Broadcasting. Thank you for downloading the One Might One Voice show.